0: As you boom
1: all night long. Yes.
0: Let's go. Oh, you might be witnessing. The single most productive, statistically brilliant quarterback we have ever seen in college football. Jaden Daniels, the mixture with the ability to hit the deep ball and run at the same time. We have only seen one other quarterback do what he has done, and that is Joe Burrow. So you see the poll question, who do you think has had Better individual regular season success. Was it Joe Burrow in 2019? Was it Jaden Daniels? Obviously, we still got one more game next week. But what he did tonight, I understand it was Georgia State. But in that first drive of the game, um, he was under some pressure and he was able to run for a first down. Under some pressure again, he was able to, you know, miss the unblocked player and gain the first down. Unfreaking believable stuff for Jaden Daniels tonight. Also, a really good game for Malik Neighbors, Ryan Thomas Jr., and Kyron Lacy. Now, the funny thing about it was Jaden Daniels had more touchdowns than incompletions tonight. That is how good he's been. He had six touchdowns and only five incompletions. Three of those were to LSU's receivers. Actually, I think four of those were to LSU's receivers. Who are not in the big three of Kyron Lacey, Brian Thomas Jr., and Malik Neighbors? It was also interesting that they showed, you know, the graphic in the um, in the game tonight where LSU uh, could be looking at, you know, Malik Neighbors and and. Brian Thomas Jr. at the same level of Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, right? That's how good um, they have been. So the bottom line is this. When you look at Jaden Daniels and you look at what Bo Nix did today, the biggest story for the next couple of weeks for LSU football, and honestly, we won't have this answer until the week after uh, the conference championship weekend, is Jaden Daniels going to win this Heisman Trophy. I'm still going to think if Bone Nix balls out of control versus Oregon State next week and Washington, he's probably going to win the award because he's undefeated, which is BS. If you look at the eye test, you look at the statistical analysis, it is – pretty clear that Jaden Daniels deserves the Heisman trophy, and it should be a lock. It should be. Um, He has been the best individual player. I'm not talking about the best team. Oregon's got a better team. Washington's got a better team, but Jaden Daniels individually, when you watch his LSU defense, it even makes you say even more so that Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback in the sport. And I would also say this. Now that Missouri has won again tonight versus the hungry Florida Gators that needed a victory, okay? How many wins does Michael Penix and Bo Nix have that is better than going on the road to Missouri and putting 49 on them when you lost both your first and second string center and he himself got hurt during the game. So we're going to have obviously a lot of national debates. This will be the most heavily debated Heisman trophy in a long, long, long time. Um, 2019, pretty straightforward. 2020, that should have been Devonta Smith. They got that right. Um, Obviously, 2021, Bryce Young, should it have been Bryce Young or Will Anderson? It should have been either one of those two. They're on the same team, uh, but we knew pretty much that Bryce Young was going to win it. And then, of course, 2022 ended up being um, obviously Caleb Williams. So that kind of became obvious as well. So this is going to be the most heavily contested Heiser Trophy debate that we have had. Um. So there you go. Let's go to our first super chats here. Board says he gives the edge to Jaden. It seems uh, to me like Chase bailed Joe out on a lot of passes where he went up and made a great play on a contested ball. Yeah, but a lot of Jamar's catches were also uh, Joe putting absolute amazing accuracy and touch on those passes. It's a tomato tomato kind of thing. Um, I will also say this: if you were to compare. Uh, the two of them, Joe is always going to be better than Jaden simply because of the Florida State game, right, where Jaden did not play well. Joe did not have a bad game in 2019. And I don't think Jaden played bad um, versus Florida State. I don't think he played elite like he has in pretty much every other game. Um, So, yeah, that's always going to be, like, the, the, the biggest, you know, difference. But I will say this. When it comes to supporting cast, there is no comparison, right? Um, Joe's supporting cast at running back in particular, and on the defensive side of the football, which helped Joe go undefeated, it, it's not even close. It's not even close. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting when you look at it like that. But you know, I, I just want to bring that up, when you take a look at the poll question. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section, okay? Um, but Joe is always going to be ahead of Jaden for me. Um, but it's close, man. If you just look at the individual statistics, it is, it is really hard to deny that Joe and Jaden are now on a different level than practically everyone else. And I think, you know, obviously Johnny Manziel did it, had two elite seasons in... Two years and he was younger. Uh, Cam Newton, uh, his single season is is obviously up there. So yeah, it's 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 crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, it, it, it's wonderful, absolutely wonderful to watch Jaden do this. Now we'll get back into Heisman debate. That's going to overtake this entire live stream, which is fine. I'm, but our whole season rests on Jaden Daniels winning the Heisman Trophy. And to a certain extent, Malik Neighbors winning the Balitnikov and maybe the LSU offensive line winning the Joe Moore award. Now, we're going to talk about the LSU defense here as well. This was another pathetic game. And I know that sounds crazy when the score is 56 to 14, but this kind of feels like the grambling game where. Grambling moved the football, you know, up and down the field. They just couldn't finish some drives. Grambling probably should have had an extra touchdown. LSU should have given up an extra touchdown to Georgia State when they had a walk-in touchdown on fourth and eight, and the receiver, for some reason, couldn't see the ball. Um, you know, you rarely see a wide receiver lose the ball in the lights. It's It's rare. It's not like you know, a pop fly that you lose in the sun or the lights or whatever. Um, it, it's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Also thought Sean Elliott, the Georgia State head coach, made some really bad decisions in this game. The tons of defensive timeouts when you weren't stopping them anyway. Timeouts should mostly only be used on offense outside of end-of-game situations. Then, or end-of-half situations, then to not go for it on fourth and inches before the half when you know Jaden is the absolute best at the end of halves. That is when he's at his best. Jaden Daniels scored a touchdown versus Alabama, but 36 seconds left to go on the clock in his own territory. Why do you think you're going to stop him with a minute left and they're getting the ball first out of half? That was lunacy to punt the football back to Jaden Daniels. I tweeted about it at the time. Every single one of you knew that the dude was basically um, guillotining his team, right? By punting the football back. The only way Georgia State was going to win this game is by outscoring them, okay? I do give the LSU defense some credit for some resolve after that fourth and eight play. They did not give up any more points, but I do feel Georgia State when they missed a wide open touchdown, and then on the very next drive, BTJ hits that seventy plus uh, yard touchdown. You you felt Georgia State was just done after that. Um, it's it's done. It's done, man. It's done. Let's go to Legacy Dom, uh, the, the 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 president of the Jaden Fan Club. Um, if you think you love Jaden Daniels more than Legacy Dom, you don't. Okay. Um, Carlos, Carlos, be real, give Jaden that same D that Joe Burrow had, and then talk stats. There's no way Joe is better than Jaden when Jaden matches stats plus one K rushing. Yeah, I would also I would also say this. It's close. It's it's very, very, very close. There is no debate though who has had to carry more weight. Okay. No debate. Jaden Daniels has had to carry this team. Okay. One other thing that I will add that Jaden has in his favor that is a little bit Cam Newtonian. Okay. I know I didn't say that smoothly at all. Okay. Kyron Lacey is a very good football player. Sibley with the hundo. I appreciate it. Okay. And I probably shouldn't have done a Joe versus Jaden comparison until after the Texan M game. So it's on me. So I'll change the poll question. Um, this is this is one thing this is one thing I would say. All right. One thing I would say about about Jaden Daniels that is very Cam Newtonian, okay? The one thing Cam Newton will always have over every single quarterback who has played this game is nobody had to carry a team more than him. Nobody ever will. I don't think we'll ever see a national champion quite like Cam Newton's Auburn Tigers, right? He had a bad coach. Um he, didn't have none of his supporting cast ever played a um an NFL snap, I believe, um, on the offensive side of the football. No one's ever one man banded this. Malik is obviously elite, BTJ is obviously elite, our offensive line is obviously in freaking credible. Okay. But outside of that, and one really good tight end we are thin on offense, right? We are very, very, very thin, okay? After the first wave, like, you look at the incompletions. Who are the incompletions to? It was to our non-top-three receivers, right? It is infreaking credible how Jaden Daniels carries us, okay? Um, you know... Not only just in his play style, but his leadership. It's absolutely crazy. And Legacy, Dom, could tell you more about that. Let's go to Sibley. A very big happy Thanksgiving to you. Obviously, Sibley, one of my good personal friends we talk about once a week. What will it take to beat the Aggies? Does a change in coaching staff boost them? How do we match up? Okay. Um. You know, I, I got to be real here. I got to be real. The difference between Texas A&M and their locker room today was very noticeable, okay? So this is what sucks, all right? Do you remember last year? And we'll get back into Georgia State in just a second. All right, let's see if you guys remember this. The guy that killed us last year was a running back by the name of Devon Achan, okay? No big deal. Devon has been arguably the best running back in the AFC when he's healthy for the Miami Dolphins, okay? He is an elite player, all right? He tore us up last year. That happens. But the other guy that tore us up was Moose Muhammad, number seven, okay? So it was very well known in Texas a m circles that Jimbo Fisher does not like Moose Muhammad. He just didn't. All right. Jimbo Fisher benched Moose Muhammad because he wore long sleeves. True story. So today, now that Jimbo got fired, Moose Muhammad finally got off the bench and he went off like he had a ridiculous one handed catch. And then he hurtled a guy. Uh, now, they were playing nobody, but still this that's the same guy that Moss Sage Ryan twice i don't know why Texas A&M never played him it's cuz Jimbo hated his guts and his dad was a wide receiver in the nfl so Texas A&M came out with a lot of energy today obviously their defensive line is really good and we'll see, we'll see if if they come out motivated kind of a weird spot for them right they're at 7 wins of bowl does not change all that much from seven to eight, right? The teams that you look for for potential letdowns in the final week are teams that have seven or eight wins, right? Unless it's the Egg Bowl where it's Ole Miss versus Mississippi State where your whole season's at one game, a, a seven and eight win team is just not going to be that motivated. It doesn't change your your outlook all that much. Now, a five win team or a six win team, it's a little bit different, right? If you at six wins, you don't want to be six and six, right? Six to seven, seven and five sounds way better than six and six. Or if you are at five wins, you got to get to six so you can go to a bowl game, right? So, Texas A&M was extra motivated last year. They were four and seven. They didn't want to be Texas four and eight. And it was their final game versus LSU. So they emptied the playbook and got after us. Okay. This year, I just don't know, right? It's an 11 a.m. the Friday morning after Thanksgiving. Are they going to be motivated? I don't know. That's, that's going to be, that's going to be up to them. I, I'm probably going to bet LSU to cover. Okay, um, I had LSU covering tonight. <laughs> huh? Huh? Had them in the first quarter; they couldn't quite get it. Um, I thought for sure LSU was going to receive. Georgia State won the toss and they chose to receive. Okay, so yeah, it's 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 a weird it's a it's a weird situation. Um, but yeah, I think they're happy Jimbo Fisher's gone and they're ready to figure out what's going to happen next. And uh, we do match up pretty well to him. Um, obviously, one one thing I am concerned about, Sibley, is this LSU offensive line. Who are the two teams that they have struggled against? All right. It's been Florida State and it's been Alabama. What do those two teams have in common? Well, they have actual numbers on the the fronts, five stars after five stars after five stars. So the two games are where our all-line has struggled. They have had some issues going up against the elite, elite defensive lines, and Texas A&M has an elite, elite defensive line in terms of talent, maybe not in terms of consistency. But, but I think at this point, simply Jaden's playing so well, it doesn't matter. It honestly just does not matter, okay? So there you go. No, I mean, I, not the Friday after Thanksgiving, the Saturday after Thanksgiving, excuse me. Still the same thing, though, right? You have Thanksgiving, and everybody's with their families except you. You're playing a game. Are you really motivated to play in it, right? It's not your final—it's not going to be like Texas A&M last year. Where it was their final game of the season? So, sorry, I did misspoke. Not the Friday after Thanksgiving. Had Missouri on my mind. Uh, Missouri plays Arkansas on Friday. I believe. And then um, Saturday will be LSU. Bam. I don't want anyone to go Friday and then they're by Tiger Stadium. They're like, Oh, I could have got $50 off on a TV from Best Buy, but I'm here at Tiger Stadium because that stupid son of a gun on power. LSU told me to be here. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, What's good. What's good. Billy. Good to see you. Uh, yeah, Creek That's uh, going to be the goal, man. So there you go. Now, obviously, when Brian Kelly gets to the uh, podium, we'll relay some of the messages. We might actually play some of his press conference, like we did last week. Uh, Larry, right here, wants to talk some um, elite neighbors and the Balitnikov. stat line for today. Uh. Marvin Harrison Jr., six targets, three catches, 30 yards, and a touchdown. Malik Neighbors, nine targets, eight catches, 140 yards, two touchdowns, but they're going to give it to Marvin Harrison. Yeah, I think at this point, it's going to go to Harrison. You know, I don't know what the Adunzi guy did tonight, but I'm sure it's not a lot. I know Penix didn't have his biggest game tonight. But I, I could see, ooh, Malik getting the Belenikov. I could see it. I could see it. You know, I think Malik neighbors. um, I think, I think Malik neighbors has a good shot of getting it now. Right now that Jaden has so much national attention. You know, the one thing is like. Yes, we lost the game, but Malik had a huge game versus Alabama. So most people know who this is, right? He's played in two Alabama games, and he's been phenomenal in two Alabama games. So most voters know who this is. Okay? It's not like a doonesy who just had this one year. Okay? Let's go to player X He was at the game tonight. Appreciate you uh, watching us um, in traffic. That's a good thing about being in that Baton Rouge post-game traffic is you can watch me while the game's going on or while you're driving at two miles per hour. Hit the like button. Do we fire house before the bowl game? Um it's a it's a good question, player X. I, I think tonight. Well I'll tell you this. Um I am pretty certain that after the Florida State game, um Brian Kelly was not pleased with the defensive scheme, okay? Um, you know, it's it's then gotten worse, right? What's interesting is since that Florida State game, and obviously Florida State's going to be the big story over the next week, um, after the Florida State game, guess what happened? Our defense got worse. It got worse. Okay, I I didn't think it was possible, but it got worse. Okay, and pretty much, if if we're going to be honest, one area where I will defend Matt House is how many transfers this year have played up to or exceeded expectations uh, this year on the defensive side of the football, and... I would say two-ish. One for certain is Andre Sam, okay, who hurt his neck tonight. Um, and then another I would say to a certain extent is Braden Swinson, But, you know, Braden Swinson's very hot and cold for me. Jordan Jefferson has also been fine at times. Paris Shand has been fine at times. Um, you know, there's times where Jordan Jefferson has been very good. But guys, it's 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 been an issue, right? It's 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 been a major, major, major issue uh, for Matt House that a lot of these transfers have not panned out, and LSU roster wise is kind of in a weird spot, right? Because look, Latarence Welsh is is healthy. He is healthy right now. Uh, he was in at the end of the game. And they still played the true freshman, right? They put Jeremiah Hughes ahead of him tonight. Um, Toviano was obviously ahead of him, and and Stamps was ahead of him. Sage Ryan, of course, is is out there as well. Madhouse is probably gone. And you know, I've... It, it's, it, it, he's going to have a very complicated legacy, obviously, at LSU. But, man, I, I'll tell you this. I go back and I look at, um, you know, the, some of the bad defenses, you know, some of those Bellini defenses. They weren't, I would have to go back and relook at everything. Um, they weren't as bad as tackling as, as we are. Okay. Um, But, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, Ryan, don't pay attention to that. I wouldn't pay attention to Mason Taylor going to Miami. Why would he do that? I'm serious. What what would be the benefit of that? The only real connection is his dad coaching there. And yes, it would be very cool to play for your dad and go back uh, to the state you played high school football. But why would why would he leave? What what is a posi- a, a, a position that he has locked in here? Okay, um, you know that's I wouldn't I wouldn't pay attention to that. Um, and that's always just kind of been out there, right? Um, look, I, I've had the good fortune of, of meeting Jason, um, last year during the season and, you know, he's, he's fine with this son, you know, living his dream and then and, and being the player that he is here. Um, but yeah, the, the Ryan, if, if there was a negative for the offense, it's, the non uh, uh, the non guys for our team had rough nights right it was a rough night for Aaron it was a rough night for for Chris and um and yeah it kind of stinks right you would you would have loved one of those two guys uh, to be the alpha next year but the bottom line is Kyron Lacy's is going to be our number one option next year unless we get somebody freaking massive in the portal. And that's still a very real possibility. Okay. Let's go here, Larry. Why is it so hard for LSU to recruit big time defensive tackles? That's a position where LSU used to thrive. And yeah, I'm pretty sure Glenn Dorsey was on the sideline uh, tonight. Uh, yeah. It's, it's tough. I mean, I, I would say this. We got big time defensive tackles on our roster right now, right? Uh, you know, it doesn't get better in terms of prospects and Mason Smith, Jacoby and who was a top one hundred guy. Jordan Jefferson was a big time transfer. Are are we Georgia where they, they got five star after five star after five star? Are we Alabama? No. Uh no. I mean we're just not I know we're him, obviously. Um so yeah, it, it's concerning. It's, it's concerning that we've we've not had better play up front. I do think some of it is, uh, you know, defensive line coaches four and four years. I don't know. I think some of it is 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 coaching, right? I it, I've been. This was brought up during the halftime, um, but Preston got a guest who I've known for a long time. Right? He's kind of been a mentor to me. We 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 talk all the time and. Um, he does a lot of consulting for big time uh, coaches now, and uh, his name's Dave Bartu. and you know he he has the LSU coaching staff on the defensive side of the football, not ranked too high, right? He's the he's one of the few that actually goes through and ranks coaching staffs. Um. So yeah, it's it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy to me. What's very weird to me, Larry, is like. This, this this is this is what I would say, okay. And um go ahead to player X with the, 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 the super chat a minute ago. Yeah, I mean look Florida State a lot of their defense are are portal guys so you know we're gonna need to do the same thing. But Ryan Kelly wants to build his team through the high school ranks, more so moving forward, and we'll see what he can do with that. Let me make one thing clear, all right, as far as portal and, and, and all of that, right? Here is the thing. I would, I would do anything. Okay. Anything to sit in on one defensive meeting, just going over the basics. I am not smart enough to break down Rip Liz principles Split field coverage principles, right? If number two goes out, I pick up number one, or vice versa. I'm not smart enough to do that. I didn't play DB. It's really hard to do those things. Could you imagine a true freshman picking up all that stuff? It's really hard. So that stuff is obviously for Kerry Cooks and Brian Kelly and Matt House. The only thing that I would sit in and ask and individually ask these players is, Why do we have so many defensive players do the same thing on defense, right? And what I mean by that is sometimes we have guys guarding the same man. Sometimes we have guys running through the same gap. Sometimes we have guys, like tonight, it was after halftime. It's third and six, okay, We need our outside DBs to be aggressive on third and six and fourth and six. Now, why is that the case? Well, the benefit far outweighs the negative, right? Now, if you're aggressive, guess what? They can beat you over the top, but they still have to complete that. And they also still have to run a vertical route to beat you over the top, right? On third and six and fourth and six, what happens? receivers run a lot of comebacks. They run a lot of slants. They run a lot of outs because they just want to pick up the yards to gain. Right? They, they're they not running vertical. We let people play pitch and catch on third and medium a lot. We don't want that. Even if your DBs aren't experienced, you don't want that. Okay. First down, sure. Get them five yards here or there. Third down, no. We don't want – we we want to be aggressive. So what they complete along uh touchdown pass or whatever. We're getting the football back to Jaden Daniels no matter what. <laughs> if we we make the stop or if they beat us for a touchdown over the top. Okay. But yeah, it's it's crazy. Um now, I'm just gonna say this. All right. Now if, once again, I'll talk about anything um, at any time. One name I do not want to hear mentioned tonight, okay? Can we do this for one night? I I want to see this. I've not seen his name mentioned yet tonight. If you've mentioned him tonight, please don't mention him again, okay? Please, can we go a live stream? This one—I'm asking nicely. Can we go one full—you live? guys don't—I don't—I don't ask for a lot, but can we go a live stream tonight? Not mentioning Corey Raymond's name. There's just no Corey Raymond. All right. I'm not seeing his name in the chat because the reason why I say this is because Florida tonight, I don't know if you guys saw this or not. Florida tonight had a fourth and 17 for the win. Missouri had no timeouts left. Fourth and 17. Okay. So, we played Missouri. You guys, if you watch my channel, I hope you are diehard college football fans. You, we, we have scouted Missouri. We did a whole video on Missouri's best player, okay, who is a wide receiver. He is a five-star wide receiver. Who on 4th and 17, okay, should not be allowed to run wide open on 4th and 17 for Missouri? Who, who who should who should you guard on fourth and 17 if 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 missouri is is trying to throw to their receivers okay i want you to tell me Missouri's best wide receiver name. you guys should know this okay yes danny thank you what did what did Corey Raymond secondary do okay what did Corey Raymond secondary do They let Luther Burden jog and just stand past the sticks, wave his arms in the air. It wasn't an extended play. He literally just ran past the sticks, did this on 4th and 17, and caught the ball in hardly any traffic. I have never seen anything like this in my life. 4th and 17. Who coaches a Florida secondary? You guessed it. Okay. So please, I'm not saying Corey Raymond was a bad coach at LSU. I'm not saying he's a bad coach now. There are a lot of factors that go into every single coaching hire. And if Corey Raymond were to come back and he let bygones be bygones, guess what? I'd welcome him with open arms. Okay. Okay. You 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 don't let him you don't let him walk past there, JJ my man he we we have built this channel together my brother. Okay, I'm not I'm not calling you out JJ I'm not, I'm I'm not all right. Jayden played the maximum. Okay, you you can't. I mean, how many drives did Garrett Nesbry play tonight? One. He played one drive. Jaden played the maximum. You, you. If it's fifty-six or fourteen, with less than five minutes left, I don't think I don't think you could keep running it up because what that can do is cause voters to sour the other way, right? Like, oh, they're just padding the stats and spitting in our face, right? So. I think we played it perfectly. I don't think we could have asked for a better night for Malik and Jaden to win the awards. The Blinnikov and the Heisman, okay? Malik gets 8 catches for 140, Jaden Daniels uh of course another stellar game, and as we always do every post game, we go to the stats, okay? These are the final stats and the first thing we always look for is the yard per play battle, okay? And you see in the far right column over here, LSU averaged 11 yards per play, and Georgia State only averaged 5.7. Now, I say only, in the second half, they kind of called off the dogs themselves. And tonight, we were a combined 5 of 6 for third down. If you want to give the LSU defense some credit, Georgia State a combined 6 for 16 on third and fourth down, even though one of those fourth downs should have been completed. Okay. Um, you know, not the cleanest game penalty wise, five penalties for 55 yards, but we did got out them by 200 yards, which is really impressive. And um, it's just top to bottom, uh, an unbelievable night for LSU. Um, Jaden Daniels, 25 of 30, uh, six tutties. Um, you see Jaden Daniels, 10 carries for 96 yards. You just couldn't ask for anything more. Over 500 yards, eight touchdowns, a perfect game from Jaden Daniels, pretty much, right? Um, Mac Barquay got his first touchdown. Uh, Trey Holly had himself uh, a game. Um, you'll see in the film study, his one catch should have actually gone for way more. Um, so, yeah, uh, really, really, really good night uh, for for LSU. Um, You know, Malik Neighbors, the fact that he went perfect, nine targets, eight catches. The only missed target was the very first play of the game where Jaden just missed him wide open. Uh, You take a look at this, Malik Neighbors, Kyron Lacy, Brian Thomas Jr., that is uh, pretty perfect right there, right? Um, What is that? 17 catches, all three of them going over 100 yards, Okay. 17 catches on 18 targets and it should have been 18 catches on 18 targets. Um if Jaden didn't miss that very first throw, it's it's ridiculous efficiency, right? Um and honestly at this point, you know, earlier this season it was Mike Dembrock scheming a lot of this stuff open. Now it they are so good right now offensively, yes, the play call still matters some, but it doesn't matter as much, right? These guys are such in tune with each other that the balls are being delivered so perfectly. Uh, the timing of everything is being delivered wonderfully. And when it actually is defended, the play is not dead, right? Jaden, a lot like Joe Burrow, a lot like Caleb Williams and the Heisman Trophy winners of the past. Um, they have been able to create and extend, right? The one trait that, every single Heisman trophy winner of the modern era has had is um, it, it, it's pretty simple they all extend the play okay and when it comes to play extension obviously Jaden is as good as anyone Joe Burrow is a master magician of extending a play Lamar Jackson, same freaking thing. Um, Cam Newton, obviously um, far more downhill and, and vertical as a runner. But, you know, all the greats are able to do that. Okay. Let's go to Nola Grizz with the Super Chat. Thank you so much. Nola Grizz, also my favorite MMA fighter. I love it. Let's take a look at the defense of breakdown. Omar Spates led everyone in tackles. I thought tonight was actually a pretty solid game from uh, from Omar. Um, maybe when I rewatch the game, it's it's gonna look a little bit different. But yeah, I mean it was tonight was just a mess, man. It really, really, really was a mess. Um we honestly just really struggled, um, just doing the little things right. Like if it's third and three, we don't need to jump off sides. Jumped off sides on uh, the the opening drive twice. Okay, um, it's so many little things. A lot of it is scheme, but still. Let's go to JJ. If the Heisen voters are that petty, then that is sad. The kid had a goal in mind and let him have it. That's just me. Big game for Lacey. He's been super inconsistent this year. Happy for him. Yeah, early in the year, Kyron was obviously very inconsistent. Um, He's had some games where he's gone off, and then he has some games where he's not. Really hadn't had one of those go-off games since the Auburn game. It is a little concerning, that's pretty much like one of the few power five games where he just went off, off. Um, but you are right. I mean, he's, 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 he's playing a lot better and he's a really good blocker and he's just a good team player. And, you know, one thing about Kyron Lacey, this has always been the case with him. Jayden likes him. The coaches like him because he plays hard, does his role Keeps going out there. And and look, probably even more so than Jaden, right? Because Jaden had some people in his corner, um, you know, positively, you know, coping for him. Kyron kind of at Lisi had nobody in his corner, right? Because of the drops he's had were have been so critical, right? The AM game, the Florida State game. Um, but he's just a he's just a good teammate. Right and that goes a long freaking way. But yeah, I I think Brian Kelly was smart to not give Jaden one final drive. I think that was smart. Because then it just um uh it just becomes uh it, it, it just becomes about padding stats. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so let's go to another Chris follow up super chat. Matt Muscoda made a great point this week after losing two cornerbacks but picking up two more lower star cornerbacks. Did you hear it? And what are your thoughts for rebuilding the secondary next year? Very good question. Um, I think I actually saw a parent uh, tweet out um, the this this clip. I didn't. Watch it, but I'm pretty sure I saw it. Okay. So uh, let's go through it. Once again, I didn't see Matt's comment. So I know Matt. I, so I don't want to misquote anything that he says, okay? But I, I'll basically go through what LSU's to to back recruiting has gone through. So obviously, LSU lost two one, top 150 uh, DBs, okay. Um, it 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 hurts even worse that one from Louisiana, who is a top 100 DB, flipped to Texas when he was committed to Florida, and that's Wardell Mac. So in theory, you're looking at this in a lens that those are three top 150 guys that we spend time recruiting and it just didn't work out. Um, obviously, Wardell not. So much since he's been, you know, at Florida, or whatever, but still. And those two DBs were Andre Evans. Okay. And the other is Kai Bates. Okay. So when Kai Bates committed, it was kind of up in the air with where he was going. And let's be fair here about Andre Evans. His recruitment just kind of picked up. So I won't spend too much time on Andre Evans, but, um, his trainer actually reached out to me um, months ago when he was committed to LSU and going to LSU and very locked in on going to LSU. And, you know, he had saw that, did a bunch of film studies on him and talked about him. And he saw that did film reviews. And this has happened before where trainer, like the individual trainers of these players, will reach out to me and um and, and just chat to me about the prospect. They were just interested in hearing my thoughts and and, and all of that, which is cool, right? Um, Andre Evans is a little bit different because, you know, Brian Kelly liked him so much. And it kind of committed at a, at a camp where BK was there and there was a photo of them there. He was a fast riser, all right? His situation was different because – he played in he didn't play in a great defensive system so his tape didn't look great but athletically he is so elite right he is a sub 11 uh 100 meter guy and he's just he's just chiseled like he's he's just a dude right and once his athletic scores Became just a little bit more public known, and there was a little bit more film. That's when Georgia turned up the heat, and he committed to Georgia. Okay? Sucks. Shouldn't happen. But it happened. Okay? And he went from like a three-star to like a top 154-star. That hurts because that shouldn't be happening at DBU. But Kirby Smart is a defensive backs coach, and he's a head coach, and and it happened. So it's going to, I'm guessing he's referencing BB Causey, a, a three star we got out of New Orleans, and uh, a three star PJ um, um, Woodard or Woolard out of uh, Mississippi, who's a two way guy. Play DB. So yeah, sure. Bring on the three stars. Uh, we've had plenty of three-star uh, defensive backs from Louisiana. So yeah, it's it it should be should be interesting, and maybe one of those guys pans out. LSU desperately, desperately needs one of the following players to pan out. They really just need one. Obviously, in a perfect world, you have more than one. Any one of these true freshmen, okay? If it's Jeremiah Hughes, if it's Javian and Toviano, if it's Ashton Stamps, it would be massive if one of those three guys becomes a dude next year, okay? Massive, all right? Because there's just you're not going to get three, four, five DBs from the portal. It's just tough. It's tough. Okay. Um. But, but yeah, we we're gonna we're gonna need to we're just gonna need to get more pieces, right? Um. We're going to need to re-recruit some guys to to come back and, and play, right? There's a lot of guys on our defense that um, that that are going to need to stay put, right? There's a ton of guys that don't want to give up on, even though they've not had the seasons that uh, we expected them to. Uh, and some of those guys have professional decisions to make, What does Wingo want to do? What does Mason Smith want to do? What does whoever? But I'll say this. Give them credit. It looked like it was going to be a long night where Georgia State was going to continue to keep scoring on us. And we held them to 14 points. 14 is the exact amount of points that they have scored each of the last two weeks. Okay, so... You know, we held them in their uh, to their recent averages. And, you know, the defense deserves some credit for finally, uh, you know, pitching a, a second-half shutout. Something else I'll bring up, though, is sometimes your best defense is a good offense, right? And if you're scoring at will and the score is so heavily lopsided— you you become so one dimensional on offense that you can't really run anymore. You can't really do what you want to do offensively. So that obviously helps your defense out. PJ Woodland from Hattiesburg. But yeah, we we. I really wish Jimbo was coaching next weekend. I'd feel a lot better uh, about next week. I still feel pretty good. Okay, let's see here. Yeah, so as Doctor Morgan said, you know, we we got we got a few stops. Uh, there in that second half, uh, actually a lot of stops. Um, so yeah, let's let's see here. Bo Davis, best uh, D line coach in the country. Yeah, it was like the Jamar Chase injury. Yeah.
1: year
0: lots of wit, wit questions it won't get answered until specifically someone asks about asks Brian Kelly about it there's a piece of me that thinks he's just banged up but Brian Kelly's been asked a few times about the injury report it is what it is. Shout out to KJ. That's my homie. We've never had this best defense um till now in 2019. This is new for us. It feels great. I get what you mean. You know you can score, but dang, not being able to stop is scary AF. Uh yeah, you know, not getting stops is is worrisome. We here's something else that's worrisome. Okay, 2020 LSU defense, in terms of yards per play, will probably always be the worst defense we've ever had. But they did some things well, right? That defense forced a ton of turnovers. We had four or five pick sixes that year. Okay, so there was some positive trade off right like um you know a, a pick six helps you win games they 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 just do right they're um huge momentum shifters but more so it's just seven extra points without ever having to actually move the football at all right um like we we don't force turnovers um, it just, the benefit of of that defense was the havoc you created, right? Yeah, getting a lot of questions about what weeks we just don't know. We just don't know. Okay, now. I do have one thing. Um, poll questions up. One thing about the um, the 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 defense here, okay. And I th- I think it's it's very important to bring this up, but that'll uh, come right after this. H L Nation. Oh yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana Controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management commercial HVAC needs. It is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years. Yes, that is four decades. You know this Louisiana weather gets crazy. Go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990, baby. Let's go. Yeah, big apologies. Um, I've been trying to get, what's it called? The Carcadian rhythms. I've been trying to get my sleep cycles back correctly. My phone shifted to off focus. So thank you, Branson, for uh, the Venmo. Appreciate you. Uh, he liked it. I gave him the Maryland pick earlier. at Florida plus 12 today as well. Um. So there you go. Now, man, I when when I when I think of this LSU defense, w- one thing that that has always kind of confused me, right? And this is why I kind of towards the end of his career defended Ali Gay to a certain extent. Like, Ali Gay was never, like, uh like a perfect player, um, but Ali Gay played kind of a, a tough role, right? The end opposite the Jack in Madhouse's system has always been kind of a square peg and round hole kind of spot, right? And this year we've had, you know, mostly Parrish and and Savian Jones play that role. And I'm still trying to figure out what, what is, what are we trying to accomplish here, right? What does that player do well? Okay. What, what does he or she do well? All right. Piercer, sir Ian here I saw I saw what you sent me um Yeah, Pierre. do a little bit more digging and see if that for real is him. I know you're watching right now. Um, that is interesting. Yeah, so that's one LSU player tweeted out something pretty interesting. Um, I honestly can't go search for sure to see um, if this is true or not. But it looks kind of legit that West Weeks tweeted out hashtag free 40. Okay. So to Player X's question about where is Wit Weeks? I don't know. I don't know why they're not playing them. I I don't know. Okay. Um, I'll put it on the screen. It looks... It looks pretty legit. Okay. I don't know what uh what this reference is. Okay. And we honestly won't know until Brian Kelly is specifically asked about it. Okay. Now has Brian Kelly been to the podium yet? I don't know. Okay. Right now, player X, I would say I would I would say I'm probably at s- I-, I would <clears throat> I would say sixty six percent of it is coaching. Two thirds of it. I think that's pretty fair. I think two thirds of it is, is is about where it needs to be. Okay. Um Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I I don't, I don't. I don't know. If you see me on my phone, I'm just trying to get more information here. Okay. One thing that's going to be very interesting for next year, I had a few, I had a few people complain about uh, scheduling the. Uh, and Playrex, I like the uh, the photo change. Look at that. Tiger Stadium, Golden Band in the background. And you're with your, your kid. That's always great. Can't wait to see you again, buddy. Um, I, I would, I would, I would, I would say two thirds of it is 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 coaching, maybe more. All right. Now it's always easier to blame the coaches and the players. Okay. You know, I I would say the old Miss game was probably was probably fifty fifty, um, coaches players, but overarching, I would say, I I would I would say it's probably two thirds. And especially considering Alexander and 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 Wingo have been out.
1: Okay,
0: Rick, I need to go watch what they did today. But one thing, one thing I won't mention. All right. I have long banged the table, all right? Yeah, we're talking about Dave Bartu. So Dave Bartu is a guy that um, that Preston had on his show earlier this week that does the coaching grades, okay? Dave and I see eye to eye on a lot of different things. One thing that I have gotten in huge arguments with him, huge, is the SEC scheduling, He is such a major proponent of the SEC staying at an eight-game conference schedule. I am a nine-game conference schedule guy, okay? And the reason why I like a nine-game conference schedule is the same reason why a lot of you were bitching about the Tiger Stadium atmosphere tonight, okay? It was kind of lifeless, and it uh, wasn't—it's a nobody team in November, well, guess what? If you have a nine game conference schedule, the likelihood that everyone in the SEC doesn't play anyone goes way down, right? Now, we did have three SEC on SEC matchups. Two of them were very close at the end. Okay. And we did have Auburn choke uh, or actually get blown out today by New Mexico State. Uh, it is kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't want as many rental wins, beg for a nine-game conference schedule. If you like the way things are now, keep it at eight. I do want to point out, though, next year, LSU plays all their non-conference games in the first month of the season. Okay, and the rest of the year is all conference games. At least that's how I see it. Maybe some things can move around. I doubt that. All right, JJ, we'll see you. Our chats are always better with you than without you. I don't understand. JJ's a day one. Um, do I think Kyron Lacey stays another year? Yes. Kyron Lacey going to the NFL draft would be one of the all-time, all-time weirdest decisions, Okay. I would have absolutely no idea why he would not want to come back and catch passes from a guy he's been catching passes from in practice for years. Especially if Dembrock is coming back next year. So, yeah, I think I think for sure Kyron Lacy's coming back next year. Um, I think Kyron can play in the league, though. I do. I do. I also think he'd be a pretty fantastic corner, but he's a receiver and he should play receiver. Okay. He is one of the most physically um, imposing wide receivers we've had in terms of blocking. Okay. Jaden Daniels, 417 yards per game. That is 15 more than any other Heiser Trophy winner of this era. 15 more. Okay. Only Joe Burrow put up more points per game. Jaden Daniels has been more efficient. It's crazy. Eight drives, eight tutties.
1: Unreal, man. Unreal.
0: I. I. Um, OK. This is a good question here from Branson Cat. OK? Carter, a lot of people think BK for some reason will keep house. I disagree. Where do I stand? Right now, I think Madhouse will be fired. Okay? Now, once again, this isn't what I would do. I'd fire him. But Branson has asked me what I think Brian Kelly would do. Now, I am a believer in sample size. Okay? I don't think you can really say one thing or another about any coach. Right. Especially like Robert Steeples. Would I have gone in that direction and and hired Robert Steeples? Probably not. Um, You know, this is LSU DBU. Right. I probably wouldn't have hired a corners coach who had never really coached corners at this level or, or whatnot. Probably wouldn't have made that move. I don't think Steeples is a bad coach. He is very young. Um, the, it's a hard job. It's a hard job. Okay, but I don't. I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think you could really say anything about any coach being bad or good. Okay. What I could tell you though is. With Matt House, you do see sample size, right? You know, after the Alabama game, me included, he was viewed as untouchable, right? The best coach in the LSU-Bama game was Matt House. He was the best coordinator in that game. He was better than any coach that put on a headset that night. The game playing versus Bryce Young was incredible. It was Bryce Young's only game with less than 50% of his passes completed. That's how good it was. Okay? But what what about all the others, right? Like we had some other really good defensive performances. We take a look at the Mississippi State game. Uh, a lot of that was Perk and B. Joe Jolari making plays. Mississippi State also dropped a lot of passes. They really did. Arkansas game, we were great. They didn't have their quarterback. Okay. Auburn game had some big defensive plays, individual defensive plays ever made. Auburn still averaged 6.3 yards per play, which is a lot. That's a championship or a college football playoff level offense with Robbie Ashford and a coach on the decline. Then you look at the end of season, okay? Purdue, we dominated, of course. Georgia, all-time great team, undefeated college football playoff champion. Stetson Bennett, Heisman finalists. But the game that really perplexed me was Texas A&M, right? You had UAB the week before. You had, you know, we so you basically had two weeks to prepare for it. I don't know if Georgia being around the corner – spooked him or not but they ran all over us that was a major red flag a team the week before that struggled to move the football on UMass in the rain but still struggled to move the football on UMass looked like the prime big Ben Steelers with Antonio Brown Le'Veon Moss They looked amazing, okay? And we could not adjust to their simple bounce run scheme. And once again, A-Chan, best running back in the NFL when he's been healthy this year, in the AFC, that is. So it makes some sense. But still, we, we were not that great. Then the Florida State game happened again. Same issue, can't get off the field on third down. Then grambling, move the football up and down the field on us. And then so on and so on. So we had the good game. Um, uh, Mississippi State, whatever the case may be, really down in the game. Trying to get some Brian Kelly quotes here. It's crazy. I don't think Brian Kelly's went to the podium yet. At least I don't think so. Um, A whole lot of you have asked what happened to Bullfrog. This is the thing about commenting anonymously. Okay. You can talk all you want, and then immediately just vanish, and guess what? That's fine, you can do what you want. We got some trolling going on. You want me? You want me to, to to block somebody? No, Walter. We're we're talking about uh, that a minute ago. I oh, think it's me. Well, you are right about one thing. I am a bum. Rance, good to see you. So, Mike, and good to see you. I won't say who I want because that or someone that I was interested in because he had a rough day, but I've actually not started my coordinator search just yet. So the pressure is up. I'm just shocked that no one. Normally, I um. Let me let me just do this real quick. Normally, I don't like to play the press conference because you can just go do that uh, yourself. So normally, I have some alerts here. Okay, so here we go. Here here are a few of his quotes in the postgame press conference. Brian Kelly says he's seen some improvement on the defensive line. Okay. Brian Kelly says he can only dream of Jaden being in the Heisman uh contention. Brian Kelly said what impressed him the most tonight, Jaden Daniels. So one dink of duck passes, he was in the big throws. Uh, so that's basically it here from Glenn West. So, yeah, let me just, let me just do this real quick. <laughs> I'm glad. Oh god. <laughs> oh man. I right, appreciate you, KJ. I saw you tag me on Instagram for some. That's cool. I didn't get. I didn't get a chance to look at it yet. But we have two 1000 yard receivers Daniel's over 3,000 passing and uh, 1000 rushing and today alone three wide receivers are around your yards still some staff from Bama's backyard okay uh, KJ, kJ kJ's in here uh, most of the time love it man. Big on uh big big on you know diversity in here, man. It's always cool to see uh, you know we, we have so many strong women here on PHL. It's awesome, awesome. Uh here's Dustin coming in hot. Dustin kind of young here to 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 be to be typing out such a hot take. I'm actually impressed. That Dustin's already like at the age of like three, typing out Skip Bayless level takes here. JD just might luck into a Heisman. Not impressive to beat up on bad teams. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you know, Jaden, here's the thing he, he might, he might luck into a Heisman. Um, Luck is in having more yards per game than any Heisman Trophy winner of the past decade. He might look into it. He might look into it with a 1,000 yards rushing. He might look into this with a top five strength of schedule. All luck. No scale involved. He'll just going to waltz, waltz right in. Even though his numbers are better than Robert Griffin III, John Manziel, Cam Newton, uh, Lamar Jackson, who he gets compared to quite a bit. Anyone. His numbers are better. This isn't a matter of luck. Luck is lucky to be in the same sentence as Jaden Daniels. In your ignorant comment. In fact. Is the Heisen Trophy. It it would be lucky. For Bo Nix or Michael Pinnock. To win this award. And Jaden Daniels not. Just because Jaden Daniels. Couldn't go out there and make. One measly tackle up nine versus Ole Miss. Because Jaden Daniels couldn't have avoided not running a QB spy. If only Jaden Daniels could have avoided a drop on 2nd and 17 versus Alabama. If only Jaden Daniels could have avoided multiple holding penalties and multiple missteps versus Alabama. If only Jaden Daniels could luck in to a situation like that. Please. Get out of here, hater. But he might look into it. He might. I actually tweeted this quote out earlier tonight. Famous FIFA soccer commentator Andy Gray said, it's better to be lucky than good anyway. Okay? Guess what? Every single Heisman Trophy winner has luck. Every team that wins needs a certain level of luck. Okay? Okay? Jaden Daniels, Michael Penix, and Bo Nix all have one major luck factor in their favor in that they're all playing simply because a worldwide pandemic swept the world, okay, Um, which granted them the extra year of eligibility for all of them to play this year, okay? You need lucky things to go your way. Joe Burrow needed to go to LSU. and needed to unite with Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson, and needed the fresh start. Everybody has to have those breaks go their way. So I'm not saying that there hasn't been any luck. But every single human being has had luck. Every single one of them. The man who everyone calls the greatest to ever play the game of football – Ended up with Prime Bill Belichick and some of the best defenses you'll ever see. Okay, you you've got you've got to have luck on your side. Okay. Yeah, Holden. We're six and if, if we if we did not have Jaden Daniels. Garrett Nussmeyer probably has us set seven and five uh, by the end of the season. So, I, Malik Malik would be able to do enough to to and, and BTJ to win us some games, and Garrett's good enough to have gotten us over the hump. But uh, probably not beating Arkansas. Probably well, we're definitely not beating Missouri. That's a game that we're doing no shape, form, or fashion. Missouri has beaten us by 21. Okay, of uh, if, if we did not have Jaden in that game, because Jaden was so stupendously good in that one, um, I don't think that one's debatable. Now, obviously, Garrett would Garrett would have done enough to get us to. Uh, Said, obviously that Florida game would have been played way differently um but yeah we're 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 probably you know we're sitting at we're sitting at nine and three right now and we're sitting at nine and we're sitting at eight and three we're probably – I would say we're either six and five or seven and four, with seven and four best case scenario because we're losing Missouri. Absolute best case scenario. Tell him, Taryn, Mahomes was lucky enough to, to go up against Jimmy G. He did win another. Okay. You want You want to know? who's lucky. I mean, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just going to be honest. Okay. You know, who's lucky. Patrick Mahomes' wife. You now she hits the high school jackpot of the century, and now she's hanging out with Taylor Swift. And I just like, daggum, gum, you. You, you, you have cut it. Now, I, I do think she gets too much hate because, you know, they call her cringe or whatever. But you're not the one hanging out with Taylor Swift. Hell, she's hanging out with a freaking billionaire every day, and they got their own little secret handshake. It's crazy. Destin says lots of bad teams on that schedule. Okay. So let me ask you this, Dustin, since you're still here. Is Alabama a good or a bad team? Dustin, tell tell me, is Alabama a good or a bad team? Tell me. Is Alabama a good or a bad team? Rob, what's good, bro? Uh, yeah, she's 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 had okay. So Dustin says Alabama is a good team. But didn't you say there's a bunch of bad teams on that schedule? Alabama, you take a look. Offensive and defensive efficiency. They're both, I believe, in the top fifteen nationally now. Um So what what did Jaden Daniels do versus Alabama, Dustin? What did he do? Answer that and then come back to me. Okay. If he's a bad team. Okay. Once again, Jaden Daniels has had one not great game. Okay. And I would also say he's had one not great half. Okay. And that was the first half versus Arkansas. Everything else. Has been to its near maximum, if you ask me, to where he it's it would be very hard to play better than what Jaden Daniels did in any of these games. Okay. Unreal. unreal i don't think the top line has been added to his total stats just yet so these bottom numbers are probably a little inaccurate um, but the stat i use the most is qbr espn qbr 98 97 96 92 98 94 Eighty six, ninety four, eighty nine. I mean, this is it's it's unconscious. Honestly, it's freaking real. I know, Taran. That's the thing that doesn't make any sense it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me like Robert Griffin III is is bringing up primetime games Jaden versus Alabama 15 to 24 for 219 two touchdowns and a pick 11 rushes for 163 yards and a touchdown okay i don't think people understand 11, 11 rushes for 163 yards and a touchdown is what you think a wide receiver would have versus Alabama, okay? If a running back went for 11-163 and a touchdown versus Alabama, people would think, damn, that was one heck of a game. But this is a quarterback. He was also 15-24 for 219, two touchdowns and a pick. Now I know what you're going to say. Well, Carter, the— completion percentages is, is, is down well yeah this was the only game where our offensive line wasn't lights out he was under a lot of pressure we also had drop issues um you know how drastically different is the Alabama game if um Mason Taylor makes that catch um But that's in a rear view. Jaden Daniels is an all time great quarterback in college football. No matter what happens, okay? No matter what happens. So here's a funny thing, okay? That doesn't change if Jaden Daniels wins a Heisman or not, right? Vince Young, all-time great college quarterback. Deshaun Watson, all-time great college quarterback. They're... Their legacies are, are cemented. The reason why the Heisman Trophy is so big for Jaden, though, is he's not in the playoff. These guys were able to have these marquee games, right? And Jaden Daniels, obviously, is um, one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen in the SEC. And his biggest win was last year. No matter what happens the rest of the way, there is no victory that will ever beat what he was able to do last year versus Alabama. Okay. Now of course if we would have beat them this year would have been bigger than last year, but didn't happen. Okay. Yeah, Ray, right. it's not. It's it's not a it's it's just simple logic, right? People whenever someone puts up ridiculous stats, the first thing they say is, yeah, I'm played anybody. Oh, it's easy to do. We can go look it up. LSU got the worst luck you possibly could have imagined with this schedule in one instance. Okay. And this is why Texas and Oklahoma joining the SEC is a really good thing. Okay. So much of your season's luck depended on who you played from the SEC East that wasn't your permanent cross division rival. Okay. So we play Florida every year. The team that we drew as our permanent, non permanent cross division team was Missouri. Not only did we draw Missouri, we drew the best Missouri team since the Gary Pinkle era, okay? And we had to go to their place for an 11 a.m. game the week after a late-night road loss that was a track meet. And Jaden won this game with no defense and being severely hurt. That's a Heisman moment. Now they won't consider it a Heisman moment because Robert Griffin would tell you, well, the game wasn't in prime time. And that's the stuff that doesn't make any sense. I don't think Bo Nix or Michael Penix has a win better than that one. Okay. Oh, so Dustin is just mad about Jaden Daniels' second-half stats. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. If you're just talking about tonight, okay, because, look, we uh, we can – I'll show this to you right now, Dustin, and I I will – painfully, because you're a new person, Dustin, I don't like doing this to new viewers – uh, we have a bunch of new viewers in here tonight. Uh, Taryn, I think you're new. Welcome. Uh, if you are watching, uh, this is our live stream schedule. Uh, right here. Okay. We will go live after the Brian Kelly press conference. And we'll have a film study tomorrow night at 815 Central instead of the normal live stream. Okay. But Tuesdays, Thursdays, 815 Central, Wednesdays at 6, take a screenshot. You guys teach me new things, tell me when I'm wrong, and I obviously, hopefully, educationally entertain each and every one of you. Okay? No, but let's do this. Let's say Dustin's point holds supreme. Let's go through all these games, and let's take out the games where Jaden Daniels proverbially pad his stats. Um, so obviously earlier this year, we we played Grambling and Jaden obviously had a huge game, but this was only the second game of the season, right? So normally the second game of the season of a blowout game, you, you're going to have your quarterback play part of the second half because it's still so early in the season, right? And Grambling had actually moved the football in that first half. So uh, there you go. Mississippi State. Obviously, they scored right before the half, so it's an SEC opponent. We're on the road. Arkansas was a close game all the way to the end. Ole Miss, a close game all the way to the end. Missouri, a close game. Auburn, not so much a close game, but as you can see, Jaden only had 27 pass attempts um, in this game. And we did eventually go to Garrett Nussmeyer. And Auburn did have some early second half success with Robbie Ashford. Then we get to Army, where Jaden was pulled at halftime. Okay. He was pulled at halftime, Dustin. All right. He did not, he did not pad his stats. Okay. I've never seen a quarterback get pulled. Well, I think Jaden versus Southern last year where the scores 37 to zero after the first quarter, but Jaden didn't play in the second half. Then we get to Georgia state. So, Obviously, there was some stat padding going on here. I'll admit that, that they probably played him an extra drive. Well, yeah, because he's in a Heiser Trophy race. But let's just say, let's just say Jaden Daniels did not play the second half of this game. All right. Dustin, he still had 339 yards of total offense, five touchdowns and zero picks at halftime. He still had three hundred thirty-nine yards of total offense, five touchdowns, no picks. Okay, so the bigger risk was him continuously uh, continuing to play, right? Like, it, let's just say this final stat line was what was it, it was like two hundred sixty yards passing, fifty yards rushing for three thirty-nine total, something like that. That's still pretty dang good, right? I don't think the stat padding is as important as many um, would think it would be. But because it's such a close race, and Bo Nix and uh, Michael Penix get a full extra game, then you need the stat pad because you're getting a full extra game to play. All right? Now, a good question would be, is if we're giving out an individual award why should we benefit individuals playing in conference championship games just cuz they get an extra game right? right most individual awards are given out based just on the regular season right which is the games that everyone has the same amount of opportunity to play Okay. So yeah, you got a stat pad because they get an extra game. It's simple. You got, I mean, you got, I'll tell you this. You know who else pads his stats for his Heiser Trophy winners? Nick Saban. He gave Derrick Henry 40-plus carries in back-to-back weeks. Okay? 40-plus carries. A running back. Hell, yeah. If you're Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry's set for life with that Heisen Trophy. I actually like Auburn next weekend. Um, I think that's going to be a good buy low sell high spot. Right? I think there will be a little bit of an overreaction to uh, Auburn losing. All right, that's going to be the last time I entertain your thing. And I'm guessing you're an LSU fan because you bring up Joe Burrow here. Burrow played more meaningful games and put up numbers. Uh, Yeah, but this isn't about Joe Burrow, right? This is not about Joe Burrow. Joe could honestly care less if you or I think he's better than Jaden, better than Cam. All he cares about is 15-0, right? No, right? There There are some people that don't like Jaden. There there are LSU fans that don't like Jaden. I've seen them, right? I've seen them. There's, for whatever reason, there's not many of them. I would say that the number is probably like, like the like one or two percent. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. So RG three compared himself to Jaden Day. He was the one that put himself into Jaden's argument. Not me. Okay. That's one thing people got what got my Wednesday show all screwed up. It wasn't me. Like I put myself into the conversation because I was just correcting Robert Griffin, not correcting, but just pointing out something very weird uh, that he said about Jaden on Twitter. And he started like comparing what he did compared to what Jaden did. And I was like. Man, that's, that's just kind of bizarre, right? Each season is its own season, right? So, in the next few minutes, I'll answer as many questions as we possibly can. But if you super chat, we'll keep it going. Very fun post game show. Big congrats to Jaden Daniels. And Jaden's career is pretty legendary, too. Does have the four extra games uh, in 2020 in his favor, but still. And then I go back to this. It's a good point from Darren. Is it a team award or an individual award? Just that simple. Top Super Chatters this evening. No big surprise, Boris, all showing me love. Sibley in the Hundo Club, yet again, Player X. Cody, Grizz, JJ, Grizz again, I appreciate you guys. Helping feed my Family. Got the eye test in. Oh, look, I got a – let's go. I had someone hit their uh, underdog fantasy parlay. There you go. Florida fans are going crazy over Billy Napier right now.
1: Ooh. Georgia Tech won tonight. Mm.
0: what's up steve i gotta show you all this from steve okay so steve owns a fancy uh, one of my favorite things on the planet a good daiquiri so steve hopefully it's okay i show this i got to I, I never – so this this honestly is the first time PHL has been played in the bar. Look at that. That is so cool, man. That's dope. So that's me in the background. Steve's down. I can't wait to go here. I'm a daiquiri guy. You guys know I love my fruity drinks, man. I'm a fruity drink. I don't like that bourbon. Uh, whis- I know I can get down with whiskey. But like bourbon, scotch, all that stuff, get that melted pinecone BS out of here. Give me something that 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 actually tastes good. This is a perfect little DAC shop. You got you, you got a dartboard in here. It's my kind of place. I serve a beta, so if you don't like daiquiris. This is my ish right here. Let's see what flavors we got. We got Orange 190. A liquor that ends with a number is never good, right? (laughs) A liquor that ends with a number, right? Coke 45, dude. Next thing you know, you're playing Edward 40 hands. You gotta be careful with that. Mad Dog 2020? Oh my god. Mad Dog 20. You have got to be careful with Mad Dog 2020. That I I truly do believe Mad Dog 2020 is just motor oil with food coloring. There's no way that you could drink that, man. Orange 190, not a, it, it's not a, <laughs> it's not a 180 degree turn. It's not this. It's, this. well, actually 190 would be a little bit more this way. It's this. Okay. Y'all see what I did there? 180 degree instead of 190 degree. <laughs> Now I'm going to do another one here. I'm going to do another one here. Okay. Let me see. All right. This y'all going to like this one. Okay. I call that turn a Nick Lachey get it because it was 98 degrees now if it was 90 degrees it would have gone like that but you see I was a little bit kind of like an angle 98 degree turn see you that that yeah, y'all yeah. don't know about that so you, you got to come in hot Tell him, tell him, KJ. Can't be over twenty three, and getting that ninety eight degrees, man. All these young guns talking about BTS. F that, man. This I promise you. They they don't get it. And then that it's gonna be May. Every little thing I <laughs> uh, never want to do it again. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know, man. I used to shred those dance floors, man. <laughs> Baby, wouldn't <when> you find Ha, <laughs> ha, uh, 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 uh. get to love somebody. Guess what? Huh? 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 That is so funny. Oh man. So I I Steve, I know you do Mad Dog 2020. Oh, so oh, so is that what the orange 190 is? It's just frozen MD 2020. Oh man, that is dangerous, bro. Oh, you got a peach Bellini? That's my. Sh- it's gonna be May. You might even hurt, babe. That's so funny. So, Steve, we got a beta. Got some yingling in here. She... We got a blue one in here. That's all it that looks good. Get the... Tell him, Reggie. Tell him, Reggie, you've been through it. You You know it. You know about that Mad Dog 2020, bro. Yeah. Yeah, I've gotten fat. I don't like it. I'm just trying to get to the bottom of this Whit Weeks thing. Tell him, KJ, get to love somebody. That's why. <laughs> oh man. This pro sports better. I I missed um So I don't I don't bet big. It's just not my thing, right? Like I've read so much on how difficult it is to be a winning sports better and over the last 2 years in college football I've been mostly um a, a winning player. But Dude, this stuff ain't this stuff ain't for me. This stuff is not like that's why it's like twenty dollars here, not anything crazy. But there was these pro NFL guys that made some huge college football wagers, huge. Uh, they had that one guy put sixteen k on James Madison and went out right to win five k or something like that any loss. Shit's stupid. Don't do it. All right. We'll see you guys uh, Tuesday. On the film study, you know, for the Missouri film study, we did like um, like 50,000 boy band references. So we might do We had Justin Timberlake as our thumbnail. Uh, So if you want to see it, it's Missouri. It's got JTs with the blonde, curly. um, Controversial, but Britney Spears era, uh, Justin Timberlake. Um, uh, So it was Justin's hairdo at that time. It's a Missouri thumbnail if you want to watch it we we have one direction in there, we have boyz to men in there. Um we did some other music acts outside of now we had outkast in there. So, there you go. And <laughs> power hour LSU bam. <laughs> and tonight we are doing Oh, some Detroit-style pizza. Let's go. Let's go.